Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, buddy? Uh, not much. Not too much, eh? No, no. It's uh, it's it's that kind of shoulder season time. It's uh, you know the the kids are back in school. Things are you know just trying to put the yard to bed and and uh, doing stuff. It's like you know it's it's just in the last week where it's like oop. Oh, summer's over. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the weather; it's also the date, right? So we we've passed the twenty first, and and now we're we're into fall, and it's starting to feel like fall. So the temperatures at night are still, you know, plus eight, plus ten, but it's getting there. It's we're gonna oh, have, yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, be scraping frost off the windshield in in about two weeks or yeah. so. And oh yeah, oh yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's really nice temperature. We got uh, another. We're minus two trees out back now. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The second apple tree's gone. Oh, um, unfortunately. I, I, and you're going to take the cherry trees down the as cherry, well. Right? Yeah, the cherry trees have to come down. They're diseased. Yeah, and uh, we're we're counting the rings in one of the branches. Oh, of the the apple tree, and it was like um, twenty three. Oh yeah, and that was just one of the the bigger branches. That's not the actual trunk. Trunk. Yeah. So, and we've only been in this house 21 years. And those trees were big already, so. You didn't plant anything back there? Nope. We so, all... the apple trees, cherry trees were prior to you? Yeah. And the pear tree comes from the neighbor's yard. Wait, what do you mean? The neighbors have the, cher- the uh, pear tree. Yeah. And one of the roots came out from and... under the fence and started growing straight up. Oh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it grows one pear a year. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, we uh, we can't grow anything like that. We have a black walnut in our backyard. Oh yeah, you've mentioned, and it yeah. just kills everything. everything. Can't grow tomatoes back there. Can't. There's. We managed to grow. It was a. Uh, it was a varietal uh, apple tree, crab apple tree. Mm-hmm. So we weren't going to get edible fruit off it, but it survived the black walnut. And then the rabbit came and uh, cleared off about a foot of bark off the base of the... Oh, yeah, yes. We got the one tree out front that's on its way out because the rabbit goes and... And you you can tell because when there's snow, yeah. there's poop all around it. <laughs> he's, he's going along <laughs> chewing up the bark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, we cleared out. The, the stuff we're getting stuff in the backyard ready to go and we actually set up our winter tent i saw the pictures of that yeah it is that time of year nice cool days yep. uh sunny now they were calling for a rain forecast there's supposed to be a lot of rain but you're hoping for rain i was hoping for rain at this point um we like I say we, we're digging out the 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 camping gear while it's still warm and not too you know too cold. Setting up the tent, we're cleaning it because the last time we we set it up, um, or sorry, we took it down uh, was in a mud puddle. Oh yeah, because we got hammered by a rainstorm up at Mule Lake, and yeah. then yeah, we we put it up and we okay, well, well, it, it didn't clean all that well, so uh, we're going to get another, another whirl at it. But we noticed in the rain, the big massive rainstorm, that there was one part, one of the seams was there was a leak. So bad stitching or just loose just the, stitching? No, just the just the the holes that just yeah. working its way through. And it was a big rain. I mean, you're not going to get that kind yeah. of rainstorm in the middle of winter. You hope. no, it's going to be snow. You yeah. hope it's going to be snow. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to put some seam sealant. So I was hoping for rain again. Yeah. So that I could find out exactly where that seam 
was leaking. Yeah. Because I, I know that, you know, like I, I know pretty much a, a three-foot section of where it was coming from. Yeah. But I don't want to do the whole three-foot section if I don't have to do the whole three-foot <laughs> section, right? So uh, it rained, then stopped. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got that when we were in Tomogamy. Yes. <laughs> no, you've been rained on and off. <laughs> Son of a. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, cleaning the wood stove, you know, especially, uh, yes. the, especially the stove pipe where the, all the garbage builds up and you, you want to get that cleaned up. So make sure you, and give your stove a, a sand off if it's been rusting over the summer and, See, mine's got a nice rust patina, and I've mm-hmm. been thinking, is it I, – I, I keep forgetting because it's one of those things at the back of your mind. It's out of sight, out of mind. So when I pull the stove out of storage, it would be remind me. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, I got to do something. So mm-hmm. it's got a nice rust patina. I'm thinking, do I give it a sanding and put like a barbecue paint on it or something, a high-temperature paint? And I didn't. I don't know. I just take a light – give it a light sanding because yeah. I don't have much that, that forms on it. Yeah. So I just give it a nice light sanding. Maybe I'll throw uh, – um, some wood in it just to give it a burn, just yeah, to make sure it's yeah, all good yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, making sure all my stuff's there, all the pegs are there, like the, the spikes. Exactly. Going to be. Any, any bent ones, if I can't straighten them, then get new ones. Uh, yeah, our um, first trip, well, Mew Lake uh, at Halloween in Algonquin, we go up there for Halloween. It was yeah. actually the weekend before Halloween. Uh, just to make sure, give set everything up, use everything Make sure everything's still working really well, because that way, you know, it's, it's not going to drop to minus thirty. Yeah. Now, having said that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to everybody that's living that's going to Mew Lake that weekend. Uh, yeah, you know what? You, you get stuff if, if it's not dropping to minus thirty. If something goes wrong, you're not, you know, it's not minus thirty. Where yeah. And, and and three feet of snow. Yeah. You know, so you're you're not really worried about that. Um, but having said that, it's not time to put your cattling gear away yet. No. You might be going paddling for four days, three nights? Three nights, four days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in November. In November. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. And you said you're out of vacation? Does anybody at work listen to this podcast? I, I, I feel the nasty cold coming on. It might hit me in about November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I've I, we've so we did a day trip one day with mm-hmm. Camper Christina into QEW, QE two Wildlands, yeah, Queen Park. Elizabeth II Wildlands yeah. Park, yeah. And so we did a day trip, but uh, so Mike Burns is planning a weekend trip, and so I'm looking forward to that. To mm-hmm. A couple nights in there, it's it's. Uh, I've always wanted to camp there. I've I've seen lots of video of people camping in there. I I remember it's way, a nice area. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, I remember Joe Robinette heading into that area and camping in QE2, and so it's like I've always wanted to head in there and do a weekend trip or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we now, I went with uh, Christina and Sue. Is that Ren Lake? Was that in QE2? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, no. Or was that Hall- Halliburton or Highlands? Was that Halliburton Highlands? No, oh, it was Halliburton Highlands. Yeah. yeah. I get them all mixed up. There's too many of them. And QE2 is like less than an hour from here. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Pretty close. I was looking for my October trip. Yeah. My Thanksgiving solo trip. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go do Killarney. It's still packed. Yeah. 
Like this is ridiculous. It's, it's still, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what the next few years brings because uh, the, with with COVID, it's brought a lot of people out to get introduced to camping and and all that, you know, paddle sports and so on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm wondering how many of these people will stick with it over the long run. And like, is it, are we going to be like with the parks? This, this is a lot of pressure on the parks. Like, yeah. uh, not necessarily the staff so much as the environment, right? With a lot of extra foot traffic, paddle traffic, and so on. So it's a, uh, and it's not. It's all the people aren't that well versed in how to protect the backcountry. You know, leave no trace principles and so on. So I'm, I'm really curious what the next ten years is going to bring if this keeps up. To well, uh, that and the shoulder seasons. Yeah, I know a lot of. Oh, it's going to be great. And then they get out there. Yeah. I mean, we've had seasons, as Mike Mike says, we've had bikini weather seasons. Yeah. You know, and then there's other times where, I mean, I I ended up cutting a trip short uh, in October because uh, there was a massive ice storm came through. Oh. <laughs> and like everything, my tent, my, when I got out, I stood up and it was like I had this solid oh, ice wow. chest piece yeah. fall off the front of me. Wow. From paddling. And like, yeah, it was brutal. Huh. You know, so you you don't know what you're going to get come October. No, you have no idea. You know, so. Can't predict it. No, so. So, yeah, you know, it, it's not time to put the paddling gear away, but if you are going to use your paddling gear going into October, November, um, make sure you got the proper protective gear, cold weather gear, yep. cold water gear, you know, with you to, to, to make Absolutely. sure you're safe. Yeah. Uh, talking about winter camping, a bit of bad news. Well, it's, it's it was it was fifty fifty whether it was going to happen anyways, but uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed. Yeah, the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium is officially cancelled. Yeah, dun, dun. yeah, they just couldn't make it happen because of current conditions yeah. and you know stuff with the uh, facility and and so on and the venue. So yeah. it's uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, we're fingers are now crossed for the uh, canoe symposium in the spring. Yeah, uh, David Bain had posted this message saying, We held out hope till the last moment that the November 20th, 2021 Ontario Winter Camping Symposium could be held this fall, but unfortunately it is not to be. Thank you for your patience and support in those these unprecedented times. Cross your fingers that the Spring Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium can happen in April. In the meantime, get out there and enjoy winter camping. So, unfortunately, uh, David always puts on a great... Uh, show whether it be the winter camping or the uh canoe symposium um yeah, so. and unfortunately it's we missed another one yep yep so uh what else has been going on lately uh algonquin outfitters we had randy on and he was talking about the charity paddle art and canoe auction yes happened last weekend finished up what was the grand total twenty four thousand six hundred ten dollars and fifty cents that's wild, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That is a lot. And some of those paddles. Oh, there were some of those paddles were so nice. And I think one go for like over 900 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, one there was a couple nice ones. So the ones with the three-dimensional bird one, I think, went for about 900 bucks. Yeah. And uh, so there was a couple that uh, were pulled from the auction because they didn't want to make money off of indigenous art. Right. So they're going to make a donation in honor of those paddles and give them back to the artists. Uh, but otherwise, like I, I was looking and, and so I, I would say for, for all the ones that I was following, like everything was going for around four to $500 a paddle. Right. 
So, unfortunately, I couldn't afford to go that high. But Ditto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so kudos to the people who did win those auctions and uh, get themselves a beautiful art piece to hang over their mantle or whatever, and uh, it went to a good cause. So, Algonquin uh, Outfitters, uh, what were the... Uh, what were the... Oh, I don't have the thing in front of me. What were the charities? Do you recall? Uh, offhand, no. Why would you ask me that question today? <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I'm having problems. <laughs> I've been having a long week back Thursday. I don't even remember which I day it was. I thought I had it in front of me, but it must be last week's uh, paperwork. Uh, and I, Do I have last week's? Anyways, we'll circle back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I threw out all last week's oh, yeah? stuff. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, I just had uh, other things here. Anyways, yeah, so yeah. it was a very successful uh, charity paddle art auction campaign. And uh, so it went really well. They uh, It was very successful. And, and I think they made about the same amount last year, as I recall, at Ballpark about. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, this is... I think well, the they, third or fourth run. Yeah, they they said the the guy who did the bird paddle that went for like nine hundred. Yeah, the one he made last year went for like fourteen hundred. Oh, so this is a known artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his name brought in some bids too. So, oh yeah, yeah. You got to you got to think there's a there's some good money up there throwing yeah. out at this. Yeah. So it's awesome. And uh, so there's also in this year there was. Uh, canoe art now they're not paddleable canoes they're more art canoes but they're based on group of seven paintings and so uh jerry lantain he did all the painting and uh so they went for between uh five five seventy five and uh i think the highest was 700 or something and so all of those canoes went some really amazing artwork on them and, oh uh, yeah they were they were uh pretty good now i thought they had seven different artists doing it uh, but no, it was one guy doing one guy doing artwork based on the group of seven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was there was one canoe I was looking at there, and I'm thinking, you know what? If I had a spot to hang that, I know, right? If you had like a, like an A-frame cottage cabin, whatever that you, you could be hung above, like one of those. Oh, I can almost picture one just sitting in the uh, cafeteria at the visitors center at uh, Algonquin Park. Mm-hmm. There's they've got a, that big high cafeteria in there, so that would one of those would uh, be amazing in there, or maybe in the main lobby or something. Like the this the artwork the 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 paintings of the paddles there it's incredible it's always a nice showing and uh every year it uh it's the artwork gets better and better it's uh more and more artists are coming out and uh, and supporting this work yeah so it's uh now you did you not bid on a paddle this year i did i did bid. so i didn't I, it was sort of one of the back ones that I had my eye on. I, I liked it, but there was a bunch of others that I would have really liked to have got my hands on. But uh, they quickly got bit out of uh, out of my reach. And uh, but the one I did get is uh, sort of like a Canada flag. It's a it's a red, white, red with uh, in the middle is a Canada goose with a green block behind it, and there's like moose, deer, beaver, and mm-hmm. wolf tracks walking across it in black. So it's a it's a nice looking paddle. It's uh, and I'm very, very happy, very pleased to get it. The uh, let me see if I can find the artist's name. So it's uh, done by Ava Anderson. It's Feet of the Forest. Yeah, because when we were looking through them, to begin with, that was one we both uh, sort of zeroed in on. Yeah. Oh, 
150. I thought I bid 170. Oh, look at that. Are so, you sure you won it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I was talking to Randy Mitson today about uh, how to get the money to him. <laughs> Give us 150 bucks. You didn't win the paddle, but, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the 170 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, proceeds support art in the community through donations to the Algonquin Art Center, Huntsville Art Society, Canadian Canoe Museum, Huntsville Festival of the Arts, Tom Thompson Gallery in Owen Sound, and the Town of Huntsville's Reserved Fund for future public art acquisition. That's what the money for these go for, yeah. from these go to. There you go. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we'll have to, uh, keep our eyes open and, uh, participate again next year. Yeah, absolutely. Cause if it's gotten better and better each year. There's, yeah, that's so uh, maybe I'll have to save up for next year and pick like one paddle that I really want and yeah, save up about a grand. <laughs> no, no, I'm not spending that much on one thousand dollars <laughs> for a piece of paddle art to hang on your wall. Well, that bird one went for nine twenty five. See, could it be yours, buddy? And but no, yeah, and the the ones that are uh, they've uh, deemed indigenous art, those they set the bid, the primary bid at nine million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what Randy was saying there. Yeah, nine million, so nobody could. Now, if somebody bid ten million, <laughs> well, see, I would be kind. I of... was so tempted to, but I thought, it, it, would it be a valid bid? Because I wanted to see if it would accept a nine million dollar. And bid. you probably were not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was just too chicken to hit the button. It's like, no, no, I yeah. would be committed to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, wrong number. <laughs> I meant nine dollars. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is another charity going on and this one's, ah, yes. Le Grand Portage. It starts today, Thursday, September 30th. Felix Yasmin will be undertaking Le Grand Portage for multiple sclerosis research An arduous, the arduous, 18-day portaging trip from Toronto to Montreal broken into segments with over 40 teams. Um, the, for, the trip will end in Montreal with a virtual event on October 17th, which everybody's invited to join. Last year, the event was held virtually and they raised over $370,000 for MS. That's incredible. And the goal is the same for this. And that was virtual, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Money raised from their trip will benefit the MS research projects led by Dr. Jack Antel of McGill University's Montreal Neurological Institute Hospital and Dr. Alexander Pratt of the University of Montreal's Health Centre. Uh, they're planning on using the funds to build partnerships with Toronto institutions um, such as the Barlow MS Centre at the Toronto area St. Mike's Hospital. So that's pretty cool. So this year, it's there's two there's two events. There's the relay uh, 40 teams will take turns portaging the canoe between Toronto and Montreal, each completing a 13 kilometer section for a total of, uh, 700 kilometers. Why 13 kilometers? Because the historic wilderness trail, the Grand Portage is a 13 kilometer path from the Pigeon River to the shores of Lake Superior. Uh, I do believe the Grand Portage goes over a height of land. Is it not? I, could I don't be know. Mistaken, but, uh, I don't know. I do know. It, yeah. It's just a long portage. The second part is a virtual event. We encourage you to run, walk, or bike your choice on Sunday, October 17th, 2021. So if you can't, you know, you're not participating yeah. in the actual portage part, then the, on the 17th, then, uh, you know, get out and do something and uh, 
donate some money, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can follow them along as they gear up for the events by following their page. Uh, please consider donating if you can. Donate at legrandportage.ca. L e g r a n d portage.ca. Now I notice when the site comes up, it's French in French. But on the menu bar at the top, there's this English, English, English yeah. uh, drop-down bar that uh, you can click on everything, and mm-hmm. it, it comes up with an English version for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something. Three hundred and seventy thousand last year Ooh. done virtually. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, we'll pin we'll pin this uh, page. Like I say, you know, doing a canoe portage for seven hundred kilometers. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll pin the the page on there if uh, people want to uh, check it out, and we'll put it on our social media, and they can check it out. and And uh, if they got a couple pennies to donate, then uh, awesome. Uh, let's take a quick break here because we got to uh, get somebody on the line here to to do a trip update. Good times, <laughs> good times. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Dirk Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So we have with us this evening, John Van Berger. How's it going, John? Oh, it's going great, but you have to call me Captain John Van Berger now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what up, Cappy? <laughs> <laughs> I went through one of the locks, and uh, as I was uh, calling in to, to get set up to go in, the guy was like, oh, we'll set it up. We'll get you right through, Captain. I'm like, Captain. <laughs> I like I that. Like the I think I'm going to require everyone I know to call me captain now. But you know the captain's supposed to go down on the ship, right? <laughs> well, that's probably tomorrow when I go across, uh, I think it's uh, Cross Lake or something. Yeah. yeah. I got about a mile something of open water. So, yeah, this might be, uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been any injuries yet? No injuries, dude. Well, I mean, you know, cuts and scrapes, but nothing like that's, uh, nothing like Derek did. Uh, how is your thumb, Derek? It's it's doing better. It's uh, nerve damage. Good. Going to lose the tip, I think, but uh, it'll be fine. Wow. Yeah, you've got this like wow. black mark across the top well, of it. Well, that's the healing part. That's the healing part. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I haven't uh, I haven't done anything like that so far, and I will say so far because I know you know. It's only been two weeks. Something's going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and I've got two weeks left, so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> so you're having fun still? I am. I am. Um, and 
tonight, I have to tell you, I uh, my shuttle or my support crew came out to meet me, Tommy and Rose, mm-hmm. and uh, they took me to a brewery and uh, down in Auburn. So we went and uh, had a bite and had some beers. And Tommy's wife Rose brought out a uh, a hot, still hot apple pie, homemade apple pie. Hmm. You know, this is sounding less and less like a kayak trip every time we talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's urban paddling at its best. Yeah, I, I went on this great four-week journey. This is just it sounding every natural, fresh baked <laughs> apple pie. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's the strangest trip I've ever taken, and I'm truly loving this. <laughs> it's it's just. Weird, but you are sleeping in a tent tonight. I am sitting in my tent recording this now. Yep, cool. I, I, I'm having a hard time believing it. <laughs> <laughs> are you really roughing it? Are you really is it a giant really? tent? Like, does it have a bed? Does it have dressers? Like and a, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> do you have a slice? Do you have a slice of leftover pie for breakfast? <laughs> I, you know what? I actually do. I have it out in the kayak, and and uh, I mean that would be a know, given. In, I, under the hatch, so when I wake up in the morning, I've got uh, I've got pie for breakfast. <laughs> right on. Under the hatch, I think raccoons can open those. <laughs> yep. Can they not? Well, this is the best I can do out here. So you know, well, you'll soon find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Seven raccoons in the middle of the night fighting. Top yeah. of your kayak. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. <laughs> on next week's show <laughs> <laughs> John talks about his thumb injury when he tried to poke Bend a raccoon, raccoon in the eye <laughs> any injuries? funny you should mention I lost seven fingers <laughs> seven right. raccoons I was battling raccoon hey. for a piece of pie <laughs> yeah it was good pie I will fight a raccoon for that piece of pie <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's a lot of it's it's been a lot of fun uh the last um several days in particular have been really great and uh the the paddling itself it's it's kind of it's surprising but there is a diversity to it that you wouldn't expect you know you think the the canal is going to be the canal you know Clinton's ditch is what it it was originally named for the governor at the time mm-hmm. and so that's what you you know you think it's going to be that but you know, New York State is a very long state, and so you go through areas where it's it is it's a ditch out in farm country, and then you go through an area where it's overgrown and you know really lush, and then I think the day we talked and and I didn't talk about it on the show then is you know going through that area in Rochester where you had these straight up walls right. and speed speed boaters and we made the joke about you guys sending out speed boaters but uh it can be really hairy yeah uh, when you're out there and because there's no that energy doesn't really dissipate right so you got these people flying through there and the wave hit one wall and then they bounce back and so you've got these cross waves mm-hmm. and you're just you know i had a i had a yacht go through i was in the town of newark and i could see this yacht coming up pretty fast and it's a big it's a good sized boat and uh i'm like we're still in the downtown area and so i just start paddling like mad to try to get ahead of it 
to, you know, where the breakout comes, where the walls aren't. And I got ahead of it, and I turned just in time, so I'm facing the wave when it hit me. And it, it picked me up and took me down and one more time, and I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to go over. And um, I didn't. I, I kept it upright, you know. And, and, again, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a 16-and-a-half-foot kayak, and I'm bracing. I mean, I've taken sea kayaking courses and everything. Uh, but I think if, if somebody's out there in a wreck boat and no spray skirt and, you know, this happens, they're over. Yeah. There's no question to me, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I, I had words with them. Uh, I don't think they heard me on the water, and, and they weren't nice words, so that was probably okay. Uh, did you wave I did see with them. one finger? <laughs> I did, in fact, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some and some things that, you know, would get you kicked off uh, iTunes, if I said right now, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, give you it a whirl, whatever. <laughs> iTunes is overrated. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then I... I saw them uh, when I was docked in Lyons and um, said, you know, you got to respect that, you know, that no wake area. And she's like, what? I was like, you almost capsized me yesterday. We did? And she just, you know, she had no clue. Yeah, zero yeah. clue. Huh. So if anybody knows the people that have the, the ship, the Alcyon out of Michigan, Tell them to look me up because I have a few more words for them. <laughs> You've invented a few. <laughs> that I'd like yesterday. to explain to them. That's right. You know the weird thing is, you know, it's like like yesterday and today, between the two days, I passed one boat, and that was it. Right. Um, but but you still have that sense of you have to, you know. It's 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 almost like you're slightly paranoid paddling where you you keep looking behind you, right? Because because if they come up fast, you know you have to you have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I'd say you know you talked before about the good, bad, and the ugly. That, that's definitely the ugly. Yeah. You know, having said that, you know we had a guy in a boat hit us on the was it day three or four of the Yukon journey. So you know it's not limited to the canal, right? You got boater jerks, you know. It can be anywhere. Well, we yep. did, we did that one um, story ooh, a few months back about the guy in the kayak out there, and the the Boston Whaler boat hit him. Oh, the guy was mm-hmm. the, the kayak fisherman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. things yeah. What, was seven things you learned about exactly. after being hit by a boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. right, You're right, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So you know, you 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 know, I try to position myself to be visible, and I'm, I'm moving the you know, the paddle back and forth so they can see me and, you know, try to, uh, I'll try crossing sort of like a crossing pattern so they can see the big yellow kayak. But yeah, you do what you can, right? And then you, you prepare for it and, and, uh, hope you're okay. Yeah. So, but you know, but again, like then today and yesterday, I, I passed one boat the entire time. So, um, probably 35 miles between the two days, something like that. Wow. So, so since yeah. last week you you were at about eighty miles last week you guesstimated. Okay, I have you know and and honestly and and uh, you guys are going to laugh but I have absolutely no idea where I'm at right now with numbers. <laughs> I, it's probably one hundred and forty maybe something okay. like that. Now is that miles I, I, or honestly, beers? Honestly, I don't know. <clears throat> Are, are we talking miles or beers? <laughs> yes. You know, 
it's it is a very different trip. I got to I will say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like when we did when we did the <laughs> the Trent Severin last year, it was definitely had yeah. a different feel to it. But yeah, we you know I mean we were sitting there around the the thing. Well, let's go grab a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> like, ice cream. like 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 you need a freeze dried one or something? No, yeah. no, we're just going right. over there to the pizza hut. And Can you guys stop for ice cream one <laughs> yeah. day? Yeah. Well, we stopped for ice cream like four or five times. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, it just it just seems weird. So describe some it, of the uh, canal to me, John. So you, it's it, I imagine you're going through a bunch of lakes and stuff like that. But uh, where you where you're narrow with high walls, that's and you have the boat issues. That's it's what uh, fifty hundred feet wide. Like uh, what's the width and depth of the canal? Yeah, um, the, the the area outside of Rochester. I think when they dug this originally, it was like forty <laughs> feet wide by four feet deep or something. Um, you know, and then they went in and they've changed the route a bit and and. Uh, and a lot of it's a lot wider. Um, that one area near Rochester with the with the high vertical walls, you know, I'm not sure what that is. Maybe 50 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, but it's not wide, and, and certainly not when you're, you know, um, when you have the speedboats coming up on you. But then you'll go through places, and then it will open up, and you're like, oh, okay. So I, I go through one walled section, and it opens up six to ten feet on each side. And, you know, it feels a little bit more comfortable and you lose those straight walls. So again, those waves have, they can dissipate. Right. Um, I am now on a section with the Seneca River where the canal joins the Seneca River. And it's like, you know, it's like a, it feels like a lazy Southern river. It's beautiful. It's lush. Um, you know, there's not much current to speak of and you're just out there paddling and it's beautiful is it still high beautiful still high walls no walls now so you're no in walls, more of a natural is, area you're in uh, yes in lakes very rivers. natural yes yes so i saw um, you post what i noticed a, go ahead I'm, no i'm sorry go ahead please uh, i noticed uh, you you posted a picture of a barge the other day and it got me thinking so it, it, it was originally of course i'm not gonna spend money on it for pleasure craft but so originally it was a commercial endeavor right Transportation right. commercials. So, is there any? Is it still a working canal, or is it mostly just pleasure craft now? You know, it's mostly pleasure craft now, but you'll still have you'll still see some go by. Uh, some, you know, some uh, there's an occasional barge, or you know, they're moving equipment from one one site to another. But it's mostly, you know, it's mostly yachts and boats, and I, you know, I think I've seen. I think I've seen two other paddlers on the water. I met a couple of canoeists today, the Vermont Paddle Pups people. Um, but that's, you know, it's, I think that's one good thing about being out here at this time of year. It's, you have a lot of it to yourself a lot of the time. Yeah. That's definitely a bonus. It's, and, you know, it's pretty wonderful. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the the area that I went into yesterday is, is called Montezuma. Uh, it's a national wildlife refuge. And again, it, it really does feel like it's in the South because it's also, there are all these marshes. Right. And this was the area where like over a thousand Irishmen died uh, when they were digging the canal because of malaria. Oh, really? Um, yeah. The mosquitoes were, it was, you know, so you keep in mind 
This is like in the 1890s, yeah. or 1819 or so. And, um, <laughs> guys, I have something outside my tent right now. That's really weird. It's probably a raccoon trying to get my apple, apple pie. pie. <laughs> Here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Derek, 20 bucks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's better. 20, Even 20 better bucks yet. if it's a skunk. <laughs> 30 if he gets um, sprayed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, this area, though, is, is, you know, there's these really high reeds, like eight-foot-high reeds, and what they would do is they were coming through, and they were hand-digging this, and huh. it's just muck and mud and, and swamp, basically. And so they would go through and dig it, and it would fill in the next day, and they're dying of malaria, and it's just a, a kind of a disaster. Well, they end up waiting until... Uh, late season when it starts to freeze and stuff, which of course you can imagine how much fun that would be to work in. Mm. And uh, they were able then to finish it kind of over the winter uh, going through here. But it's, you know, it's it, very different from, for example, the sections over in far western New York. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, the history of it's just amazing, right? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons you were, you wanted to yeah. check that area out too, right? Uh, right, right. Ha- I mean, uh, paddling. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. We're listening to you. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's there's this old aqueduct that I passed by today, you know, where they would run uh, water over the river, like like the Roman aqueducts, and there's still several sections of this. I think there's seven sections of this old aqueduct left. And you can go out and paddle in underneath into the arches and, you know, you just can't do that anywhere else, right? It's mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's very cool. Cool. Are are you doing any side trips to any uh, like historical uh, attractions and that sort of thing? Because I know you were, ta- you were talking about museums and stuff. Um, some right. of them you were saying you're going to have to hit on the way back because you couldn't get out of your your, your kayak at the spots. Yeah. Right. And and so what I really decided on, and, and I think I may have mentioned it last time, was you know just paddle now. Right. You know, just, so I, I've, I've pretty much given up on that. Uh, I may go into a town if possible and, you know, maybe grab a bite to eat or something. The other thing I figured out, you know, every trip you learn something. And this one is that I can go out and I can have a meal for, you know, almost the price of those dehydrated foods. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I generally I'll have leftovers that I can have the next day. So it's kind of like, well, I'll do that, and I'll save the dehydrated foods for next summer in the Yukon. Ah. So. <laughs> Smart yeah. feller. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that anyway. <laughs> How's the weather been? Weather has been pretty good. I had, uh, it was actually kind of funny. I, I had, I was camping at the Lions Fire Department. They, the fire department allows you to camp in their basically in their backyard mm-hmm. and um, guys are really nice and uh, I'll tell you a little bit maybe more about them but uh, the guy who was kind of showing me around and when I had gotten in there and uh, where I could camp and you know uh, how to access the building etc cetera, etc cetera. and he says oh you should should be okay he says I think you're supposed to get a little bit of rain tonight but otherwise you're all right and um, I said okay well that's cool and ends up my tent uh, fly and the it's an old tent and I thought you know if I can get one more trip out of it that's good and the window in the fly pops out 
Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. A uh, little bit of rain coming, huh? So I very quickly duct taped the window back in, and it started to rain. <laughs> so so I, I have a few more duct tape patches in that tent. I, I changed it out uh, today when, when Tommy and Rose came over. I'm, I've got my four-season Big Agnes now that I'm using, and I'll use this for the rest of the trip. A um, little bit more room, a lot more reliable, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'll, and, and it's supposed to get a little bit colder here too. But I had uh, I had some rain. Was it yesterday morning? I believe, and uh, I just kind of waited for that to end and and started paddling at that. But that's you know really really pretty much it. It's, oh, it's been bad. actually very nice. Yeah, you know you yeah. don't you don't want it beaten hot. You don't want it pouring rain. So you want it just nice and. Right. Coolish, warmish, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect that's, for for paddling. It's, yeah, it's a lot of what it's been. So, yeah, cool. nice. And I, yeah. I, I guess you're uh, sort of in a routine now, a bit of a routine, getting up, getting yeah. back, getting on the water. Yep, paddle yeah, all you, day. You know, you, yep, and uh, and I'll get going, you know, a little bit later because I typically will sort and post photos in the morning, and uh, you know, make my coffee get some food together for the day and uh, just kind of throw that in my deck bag and uh, then start paddling and and start you know somewhere lately it's been later in the day so it's like around 11 uh, that I'll get going and then paddle until the locks close at five and so I have to make sure I'm through the last lock that I need you know no later than five right so but yeah the routine's there and and it feels just man it just feels good to be out paddling I, you know you just can't say that enough how often are you using your uh your kayak cart a lot <laughs> a lot <laughs> i'm uh i'm in a marina today um uh, and i like the way you said that you didn't call it anything else you called it a kayak cart that's good. being nice <laughs> <laughs> avoiding controversy that. <laughs> That's right. How 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 much are you using your wussy wheels? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it's I I'm at a another marina, um, and I I don't know, probably about eighty yards away from where I took out to to get to a a, a nice site here, and and um, but it's yeah, it's it is really handy. It is really handy, but I did go through my gear, started pulling stuff. I pared a lot of stuff down, right? And uh, just because I know big water is coming, and I did grab the sail on the off chance that I actually have a tailwind. But I, <laughs> 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 I'm not, yeah, I'm not planning on that. I I got in one section today, and it was one of those, you know, you look down, you're looking at the map, and you look straight ahead. And you're like, okay, that looks to be about two and a half miles. And, you know, just dead straight. Uh, and the wind was whipping down there, and it was just blowing up white caps right. all the way down. And uh, so it's like riding the rodeo. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we'll see what tomorrow, what, uh, you know, they said the wind, the wind was eight miles an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, flags are standing straight out. You know, it's like, that's not eight miles an hour, my friends. <laughs> They so, me- measure yeah. speed a bit differently there. <laughs> That's right. That's and hold, right. hold on to your dreams of tailwinds, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I changed. Uh, I changed things out. I 
in fact, you know, because I'm not going to be going into towns, I, I pulled my electro, my backpack that I was carrying stuff around in. Um, I got rid of a number of different things, threw them in the car when Tommy and Rose were here. So the goal is to get that kayak carton back uh, for the for the bigger lake crossings, and then I can uh, put that wind paddle sail on it as well. Right. And uh, like I said, just in case. Well, when when we did our our trip up the the canal. Having that chase vehicle was awesome because you mm, could, yeah. you know, throw things in there that you wouldn't need, yep. you know, right. and then, you know, three, four days down the road, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to need that. So, you know, it's, it's at least it's there if you do need it. Um, yeah. Now you were having uh, some, some camera issues last week. Yeah. You know, and I still, um, I, I have this love hate relationship with GoPros still and, and mostly right now it's hate. <laughs> um, because I'm trying to remotely set them out and, and it's just not working well. So I've been using it handheld and such, but, um, you know, I, I, it just drives you crazy. By the way, I don't know if you can hear the train in the background here. I thought I heard uh, but, something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, outside of the raccoons, that is, <laughs> the, the, the interstate and the trains are not too far away the train tracks so you can hear those typically you hear them at night uh, but yesterday i was right along the tracks for a while and they're just trains screaming by uh with semi-trailers on them wow and uh really really loud yeah gotta like that <laughs> yeah like i say it's a very different trip right yeah the the yeah. The, the highway and the uh trains will drown out the sound of the raccoons coming to get you <laughs> I'm scared, guys. I'm scared. Yeah. And that's the last we heard from John. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so can I tell you about my paddle yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Because ye ye yesterday was was uh, kind of unique. So I stayed for two days at the Lions Fire Department. Really nice guys. I happened there uh, one of the days they were having their a fundraiser for, you know, like a chicken dinner fundraiser. So that was cool. Winner, winner. And, <laughs> right? Uh <-huh. laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I recorded my podcast there in, in their uh, mess hall. They mm -hmm. were, they were really kind. They're like, yeah, go ahead. So I, I recorded that, got that all updated. And then like say the rain hit. And so I waited for that to stop and I got going I think it was it was eleven something like eleven fifty by the time I actually pulled away from the dock, and so I'm looking at the map and I, and I talk to this guy and, and I'm going to make my goal is uh, it's a campground called Rivers Crossing. It's a campground and marina, and it's right down near Montezuma. And so okay, so I'm looking at the mileage and what do I have to do? And okay, well I'm I'm going to have to hustle today because I have to get through two locks by five o'clock. Right. But once I'm through that second one, I'm basically there. So, okay. So, so you know, I burn up uh, 11 miles, and I'm, I'm moving good, making good time. I'm, I throw in some, you know, some good music, and I'm just cranking along. And I get through this little town, and the map changes. And I flip it over, and I look at the map, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. The campground is in front of the next lock, or, or that second lock. So I really only have to go through one. So... Oh, this is easy. I've got it made now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of taking my time and I, I see the lock ahead and I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know? And, and there's this 
there's this big piece of equipment in front of it, and then there's a dam to the left, and then you can see a big barge. What the hell is that? And it is this, this basically, this huge apparatus. It's got like an arm in the water, and all of a sudden it pulls the arm up as I'm paddling up close, and it's got a tree. They're picking up tree trunks and pulling them out of the water and dropping them onto the barge. Oh. Like, that is really cool. You know, so I'm taking pictures, and the guys are waving. Everybody, like the lock masters and everybody that I've met along the way that worked for New York State have been really cool. So I get into the lock. I'm talking to the guy, and that's some amazing equipment. He's like, wouldn't it be fun to drive that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it would. (laughs) I'm like, dude, it's a total gearhead. All right. (laughs) So uh, lets me through the lock, and it's always fun coming out the locks because, you know, when the doors are closed and they drop you down, you you never know what's on the other side, right? Right. And uh, and so they open it up, and, and it's this beautiful slow section of like a southern river like i mentioned and i'm thinking this is awesome so i'm paddling down and i'm looking around like oh apples so i paddle over to the apple tree i snag some apples i call my parents you know just to check in i'm talking to them i'm just kind of looking around taking pictures and and um i call the guy at the campground uh eric and uh i said so exactly where are you and he says we're on the other side of the lock. I went, wait a minute. What side? He says, we're on the east side of the lock. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm not going to make it. Because now I've been, you know, I've been relaxing, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, the map shows you on the west side of the lock. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. He's like, well, call the lock and tell him you're coming down. Okay. So I call the lock and, uh, you know, I said, single kayaker. Well, at first I said, this is Captain John Van Barriker. <laughs> uh, no, no, I said single kayaker coming down. Um, you know, I need to lock through. It'll be about 30 minutes. And he says, you realize we close at five. And I said, yes, I do. Um, but I should be able to make it. He says, well, where are you? And I explained to him where I am. And he's like, do you see the bridge? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm almost to the bridge. He says, okay. He says, you're going to have to move. Um, but we won't be able to let you back through. He thought I was just kind of a pleasure, you know, kayakers oh, going right. out and going through the locks. And I said, well, actually, I'm through paddling to Albany. And he's like, oh, okay. He says, you know what? Uh, I'll be here when you come in. And which was you know, really nice, right? But I still feel like I need to get there by five because I don't want to make this guy, you know, late to leave, go home for dinner, whatever, right? So, you know, I pass, start paddling like crazy again. I'm paddling down, and I look off, and I see this campground off to the left. I'm like, oh, that looks like a nice place, you know? No time to stop. No time to look. I got to make the lock, you know? Pull into the lock at 4.56 with four minutes to spare. (laughs) And the guy says, how you doing? I said, a little bit tired, I got to admit. And he says, oh, I called in and got authorization to keep it open for you. (laughs) Just relaxed. (laughs) 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 well you know it's like that's okay i don't you know and uh he said where are you heading i said well just on the other side of the lock here uh just just to the campground and he says there's no campground over there i said what it's supposed to be right behind the you know right behind the lock no next one is miles down river i'm like oh he's like you better call them again 
He said, where are you staying? I said, River's Crossing. He says, no, that's the one back up. He said, you just passed it. I'm like, what? Well, now I'm confused. So I, he, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So he says, go ahead, call call your guy. So, And, and I'm sitting in the lock right now, right? Because he had it all open and waiting for me. And so I call Eric, and, and he's like, no, it's on the other. I said, no, you told me it was, you know, it was on the east side of the lot. Oh, I'm really sorry. I thought you were coming the other direction. I thought it was like, <sighs> oh, man. So, you know, complete miscommunication. Um, but it's like, okay, I'll be there in, you know, like five, ten minutes or whatever. So I paddle back out around, and I get to their place, and it was it was really nice. Um, you know, I, I pull in, and there's a, it's a, uh, I think it's a snowy egret. And it's standing, sitting up on the bridge, and it's one, and it's just sitting there. And you're like, "Is that alive, or is that a piece of art?" <laughs> is that a piece? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then finally, it moves. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, "Oh, okay, it is alive." And uh, so I get in there, um, and uh, he and and Sandy, the the two owners, are really nice. They they said, "Okay, well, you know, there's a couple different places you can stay. We get in the golf cart. He shows me around the place." They've got cabins. It's and it's right on the marsh, and uh, I heard mosquitoes really bad down there. And you know we're we're tooling around. And he said, "I said, now wait a minute though. Isn't this on the the old Erie Canal route?" And he says, "Yeah," and he says, "I'll I'll show you." So we swing back around, and what I think is just kind of like the boundary of the property because there are some trees up there. It's the actual old Erie Canal. And so he pulls the golf cart up, and he says, we're on the towpath now for the mules that used to tow the barges. And I'm like, this is so cool. Wild. And so we stop along the way and look in, and, and now it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of all swampy. Um, you know, there's old trees down and everything, and it's just kind of like nature reclaiming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was really cool. And he's like, yeah, there's this old house down here that apparently in the 1920s was a speakeasy and everything. Oh, like, oh really? that's kind of cool. Yeah. He says, well, it's kind of falling in. I'm like, can I see it? <laughs> so he <laughs> turns around the golf cart, takes me all the way down there, and, you know, it is it is falling in on itself. And he said, you know, what's really cool is we had this celebration out here, and, and uh, this lady who grew up here in that house was here. And, you know, she was telling stories about having to, to bicycle down the mule path to get out to where the to the road where the, the the school bus would pick her up and take her to school and then she'd you know get dropped off again and then have to bicycle the mule path back down home and uh it's you know it's just one of those things of how much the world has changed yeah you know um but yeah it's it's it was a it was a really nice place i end up camping right on the water and uh you know i he had said something he said can i get you a water or something because it was you know and i'd been Again, just paddling like crazy for a lot of the day. And so uh, I said, I could really use a cold beer. Do you sell it? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, water would be fine. And uh, <laughs> going down to take a shower and, and come back, and there's a little cooler sitting on my picnic table with some <laughs> um, some Labatt's Blue in it on ice. Oh, imported. <laughs> imported yeah. beer. Um, Apparently, someone had uh, had left it in the refrigerator there, he said, and so they, they dropped it on ice in a little cooler, and I had nice cold beer after a very hot shower, so it was a good end to a good day. Yeah. Cool. Roughing it. Yeah. Oh, and, and I forgot the, the catheter, and this is the other part. You're going to say, like, is this really a paddling trip? 
the two of them went in to get uh, Thai uh, takeout. And I said, Thai food? And they, yeah, we can pick something up for you if you'd like. <laughs> so I put in an order, and I was sitting in my tent eating uh, chicken red curry. It was just, uh, this oh, is, you know, I don't know about this. away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I'm thinking, who wants to go to the Yukon? I, I'm kind of enjoying this. I'm getting kind of spoiled. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's that's uh, it's, you're you're. It's quite the roughing it trip. It's uh, wow. I, I've <laughs> I've never been on a trip quite so but difficult. It's like true urban paddling. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is really bizarre, you know. But but again, when like I'll post the pictures from this. I, I think I'm like four days behind or something. When I post the pictures of this uh, on Facebook, it is. It really does look like you're paddling in the south mm-hmm. because it's. You know the the nature of the river, and then these these swamps. You know the that that they have here, and it it really did feel like that, and uh, it just had you know you kind of get out there and you sort of get into that rhythm. But uh, the nice thing was it was it was a great uh, campground and marina, and again when you have the thing where you're okay, well where do I go? Where do I stay? How can I? You know I don't want to you know camp illegally in a city park, for example. Um, you know, it was it was a very uh, a welcoming place at the end of the day. Is, is it getting easier to find cap spots since you're, um, you're through the first few, the first couple of? Uh... I think so. Yeah, I would say so. There are more marinas along the way. Um, it's it is kind of weird here though because I don't know where the towpath is anymore, like or, or the Erie Canal. You know, like the current bike path mm-hmm. uh, that follow and hiking path. I don't think it's right along it's the canal, right along the river here. I don't, you can't see it. Right. So, um, you know, and, and that was cool because you see, you know, every kind of bicycle, uh, going by, uh, I had, I had one guy stop and say, you the guy that's posting all the pictures on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought I recognized your rig. And I said, yeah, I'm John. And, his name was Don, and, and he'd done all this different expedition stuff, and he'd paddled out in uh, the Maritimes a lot in Canada. It was like it was kind of cool, and you know. So I'm 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 also meeting some really amazing people along the way. Yeah, it's cool for me to meet ups like that when people yeah, know yeah. Oh, he's got to be around here, and you yeah. actually do start <laughs> seeking you. Yeah, meet up. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, and he was just happened to be bicycling by, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're having a good time. I mean, last week Absolutely. seemed to be, uh, a bit rough. Yeah. But, uh, it seems like yeah. you're starting to get in the rhythm of it, starting to figure stuff out and, uh, having yourself a good yeah. time. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of it too is you say, okay, when, when you can't find places where you can sleep comfortably, you know, it, it sort of messes with your head, that lack of sleep, right? Yeah. When you're getting four and a half hours of sleep or whatever. And so that, that also colors what you're doing. Um, when you get something like this a little bit more regularly, it, it you know, you can appreciate it for what it is, right? There's mm-hmm. challenges, but but it's, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're having fun. Definitely. Excellent. 
Well, we'll uh, we'll let you get on because I know you got to get some snooze and you got to go guard your apple pie. Got to go, uh, yeah, <laughs> guard your apple pie. There's a raccoon out there <laughs> with right. apple I'm pie s- breath. <laughs> I'm sitting out there with a fork and a knife and and just daring them to come out now at this point. <laughs> Join us next week when John tells us how he broke a nail. <laughs> I didn't have a file. <laughs> Hey, that's Captain John U, buddy. Captain yes, John yes. of the Broken Fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Well, uh, have a good uh, trip this week, and we'll be following you on Facebook, and we'll chit-chat every so often, and uh, looking forward to a, another weekly update next week. Sounds good, man. Good awesome. talking to you guys. You too, man. Safe paddles, Captain John. Take- <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> We'll be right back after this message. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So it looks like John's enjoying himself. He is. It's uh, it's interesting to follow along with this trip. It's uh, I don't know what I was expecting initially when he was said he was doing this trip, but uh, I'm, I'm getting a new impression of it. It's uh, it's. Uh, dinner at pubs and mm-hmm. and uh you know red curry chicken and beers and friends and Pad thai. yeah That's he's right, yeah. uh he's really roughing yeah. it <laughs> yeah but on the downside though is uh like it uh i like every single aspect of the trip except for one point one fact is the fact that uh in some of these narrow channels where you can't really escape and you get the boaters. Yahoo's yeah. whipping past. And and uh, I, I recall uh, being in smaller channels with uh, boats that actually slow down for you. And it's still rough, mm-hmm. right? And it's one of those things. It's like uh, a boat comes to pass you. He slows down. He doesn't quite slow down a lot. It's like, well, dude, it would have been better if you passed me on plane because it would have been less wake. Yeah. But now you're plowing water and you cause more wake. So, <laughs> Uh, thanks for slowing down. Maybe he knew it. <laughs> yes, he's you making know, it worse. Oh, no, that's just Derek. <laughs> Let's see if we can flip it, Derek. Because when you come off plane, you end up almost like a wake boat, right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, it will be very concerning to be trapped in this narrow channel and uh, and power boaters and yachties going by and uh, causing a huge wake and yeah. Good time. Yeah, yeah. Good time. You know, I imagine people like John or uh, Alan Drummond would have no issue with it, but uh, my skill level has waned in the quite last few years with with uh, kayaking and stuff. So, you know, it's it's long. I'm long past my time uh, out on the uh, West Coast kayaking. So, it's 
I would have very little confidence paddling down one of those narrow channels with boats passing. But just remember, even a bad day on the water is better <laughs> than a good day at work. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like my job. <laughs> <laughs> then give me your holidays. I'll use them for you. <laughs> there you go. Don't worry, buddy. I'm there for you. Uh, what week is it, Derek? Ah, yes. What so week? Week. We covered this, I think, for the first time last year. Yeah. But it's been going. Dun, dun, so dun, I saw dun, two dun, different dun, dates. Dun, uh, dun. One, it started in 2012, and, and another thing says it started in 2014. But anyways, so uh, they're doing this, uh, the Fat Bear Week. In, it's Fat Bear Week! <laughs> it's, uh, it, it was it uh, Katmai? I don't know how to... Katmai? Katmai. I don't know how to pronounce that part. Where I we I meant to look it up, but anyways, so out in up in Alaska on uh, the Brooks River, uh, Brooks Falls, they uh, they're every year they do this. So it's uh, it's like July, August, September is the primary uh, feeding weeks for these bears because they come down to the river. And this is a popular place. All the bears know about it. It's really good food. It's a it's sockeye sa- sockeye salmon. Yeah. So it's a sockeye salmon run. It's it's one of the last healthy. Uh, salmon runs going up a river. Everybody's seen pictures of it. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. see the the bear standing on that small waterfall. Yep. The salmon jumps, jumps up. He into catches his mouth. it. <laughs> That's it. That's and the it's, spot. I've also seen pictures of uh, people sitting on on lawn chairs, on lawn chairs watching. And a bear comes up and sits down beside the guy. He's like, yeah. "Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you guys watching?" <laughs> hey, okay. But yeah, so this uh, this is a very popular place for the bears and for photographers. They, there's live cameras and stuff to uh, watch the bears as they go about eating. But uh, so it's, uh, one of the things that they said was uh, these bears are catching like third, like the big bears. They're catching up to 30 fish a day, 120 mm-hmm. pounds of fish that they consume. Yeah. And so these bears show up in like July, is skinny and uh, looking for food. And then uh, by the time uh, September, this time rolls around, they are rotund. But they need it. This is a good rotund. thing. They need this uh, They need this winter fat so that they can hibernate. What so, did I say? They got to get a year's food in six months. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Fat Bear Week, an annual celebration of success. Yes. All bears are winners, but only one true champion will emerge. Yeah. Held over the course of seven days and concluding on Fat Bear Tuesday. <laughs> People choose which bear to crown in this March Madness style bracket where bears are pitted against each other for your vote. Now this is you. It's not just by weight because it's ar- arbitrary, but mm-hmm. uh, you uh, you watch it on video and you vote. It's it's a they have a March Madness type uh, bracket that you can uh, you can look at online, and they're down to the final four right now. So we're no, no, the, that was a, the final four was for the chubby cubbies because they they've no, got two. Fair, so I'm I'm looking at the final bracket now. Oh yeah, look at that. I think right? we're down to the. Uh, the Chubby Cubbies are, is now we go. over. You're right, but the, uh, the main event has just started. Yes, it started as as you as everybody's listening to this. It started yesterday. Yeah. So uh, there's a uh, Holly Grazer, Cub Chunk, Popeye Walker. Um, oh, and on the other side, they don't have names for all the guys. Just bare numbers. Like some of them just have numbers. Yeah, and some have names. Five hundred three, seven forty-seven. Yeah. But yeah, so this year they added. 
the Fat Bear Junior competition. Yes. That yes. was September 23rd and 24th. Four chubby cubbies competed yeah. for the chance to advance to the main bracket and compete against more senior burly bears of yeah. Brooks River. And I think uh, chubby cubby uh, number 132 moves on to the main event. Yes. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and he's just called Cub, one, 132. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So this is this is awesome. This it's they have a fun time doing it, and uh, and so you you can vote on your favorite bear. You whether it's uh, you know style of the way they catch their fish or their weight or how rotund they are. But yeah, so uh, it all culminates on Fat Bear Tuesday on uh, on uh, October fifth. Fifth, yeah. So it's time to go and check out the live video feeds at explore dot org and uh, vote for your favorite bear on. And as we come down to Fat Bear Tuesday. Uh, so one of the other things, like I say, explore.org, this website, there's so much on there. Uh, live video cameras. You can vote for your bear, see the brackets, that sort of stuff. Fat Bear Week started September 29th, uh, concludes on October 5th on Fat Bear, Fat Bear Tuesday. In addition to voting during this week-long tournament, there will be a series of online chats on explore.org. Featuring Mike Fitz, Explorer.org's resident naturalist, and rangers from Katmai to learn more about the individual bears and the healthy ecosystem. Throughout the season, you can also tune in to uh, see Bear Cams, which offers access to the lives of the bears of the Brooks River. There are also special live events on a variety of topics hosted weekly as well. So you... They have little rules here, how to participate. A single elimination tournament. Each set of two bears. Vote for the bear you think is the fattest. Uh, the bear with the most votes advances. Only one will be crowned champion of Fat Bear Week. Then they say, who should I vote for? Uh, your Fat Bear vote uh, Week vote can be based on many factors, like Derek says. Uh, bears annual growth, like the experienced by cubs and sub-adult teenaged bears. Uh, perhaps you want to weigh your vote towards a bear with extenuating circumstances, such as a mother's cost of raising cubs or an additional challenges older bears face as they age. Uh, in short, Fat Bear Week is subjective competition. Be sure to vote and campaign for your favorite candidate. There you go. Fat so, Bear Week. But there's a lot of interesting stuff that you can glean from, uh, from uh, if you go to the catmyconservancy.org, Fat Bear Week, uh, if you, you got to click on the 2021 year because when it first pops up, it shows 2020. But uh, there's uh, they do Fat Bear Week in the classroom. There's live chats. There's uh, the bracket reveal, which is going to happen on Tuesday. Uh, well, already passed. And uh, so there's uh, uh, so there's play by plays, and there's uh, there's live Q and As where uh, where uh, uh, conser- conservationists will be talking about bears and the lives of bears and so on. So there's there's a lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. It's a it's a good it's way like, to get your kids interested into bears on a fun way, as opposed to just being afraid of them in the backcountry type thing. It's like Shark Week, except yeah, exactly, yeah, online, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had to change this onto like there TV. you go, Discovery Channel, yeah, Bear, bear Week, yeah, Fat Bear Week, Fat Bear Week, <laughs> Shark Week, Fat Bear Week, Fat Bear Week just sounds yeah. so much more like cuddly. Yeah, we and uh, unfortunately last year we came in late. We I've, I've yeah. discovered it when it was already too late. It was already done, and the uh, the fat bear was crowned. 
But uh, and he was massive last year. So uh, this year we came in ahead of the game and uh, let you guys uh, listen and go check it out and become involved and vote for your uh, favorite fat bear. I want to say his name was Otis, the guy that won last year. Not seven forty-seven. I can't remember. I can't remember. He was a big guy. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, if you do vote uh, or you have a favorite bear. Put a comment on our our thing. Oh, champion, 747. So it was 747 last yeah, year. because he's the size of one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you see our posting on Facebook and stuff like that of, of this week's episode, just put a little drop down on which one that you, you think uh, should win. And uh, yeah, it's, it'll be cool. Uh, I think that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, Fat Bear Week was it. Yeah, I was excited about the Fat Bear Week. Let's end on a big note. all righty uh if you want to find out more about us you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com you can find us at facebook instagram and twitter you can download or stream episodes on itunes apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher podbean iHeartRadio, player fm and all your favorite podcast downloading sites or you can go to the episode page at paddling adventures radio and you can listen or or download all our episodes there 294 of them now uh, check out our merch page from the, the homepage on uh, Paddling Adventures Radio as well. And if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. John Van Berger, if you're still listening, uh, hope you're enjoying your, your trip. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, I hope we get a good update on that uh, apple pie next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to laugh at the raccoons. Get it? I'll laugh and laugh and laugh, and then I'll laugh some more. Let's do a live on the street update. Hey, John, well, we could look for a live update. How did your pie survive? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I broke a nail. Well, he said he heard something outside his tent during the yeah. recording, so. <laughs> I'm thinking somebody's drunk tripped over his canoe. And maybe. Passed out. <laughs> Come through his pockets. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.